Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Luke chapter 4. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone. The devil then led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all of their authority and splendor because it's been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil then led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered and said, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all of his tempting, he left him until a more opportune time could be found. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. He began by saying to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled within your hearing. All spoke well of him, and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son, they asked? Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, Do hear in your hometown what we have heard you did in Capernaum. Truly I tell you, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the sky was shut for three and a half years and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zarephath in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built, in order to throw him off the cliff. But he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. 
Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. And on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. In the synagogue there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words these are! With authority and power he gives orders to impure spirits, and they actually come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus left that synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God! But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Messiah. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of all Judea. In verse 1 we read, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan River and was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. Now, the Bible says that he was tempted in all things, just as you and I are tempted. In this particular encounter, the devil tempted him three times using Scripture. And each time Jesus was tempted, he responded with Scripture. So don't think just because someone can quote a, a Scripture verse that they're speaking for the Lord. The devil himself can quote the Bible. The devil himself quoted the Bible to Jesus. Not only did he quote the Bible to Jesus— he took him supernaturally and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in an instant. So you can call that a, a vision, if you will, or a series of visions, but it was supernatural nonetheless. Now here is Jesus, the Son of God, enduring or encountering the devil and having a supernatural experience while the devil uh, shows him the kingdoms of this world. So don't just assume any supernatural experiences from the Lord. If Jesus could have a supernatural experience from the devil, you can have a supernatural experience from the devil. Furthermore, the devil took him to the pinnacle of the temple. So he, he physically transported Jesus to the pinnacle of the temple. And once again, if he could do that with Jesus, he could do it with you. So uh, what's the moral of the story? When tempted, Jesus answered with Scripture. He didn't say, who do you think you are, devil? You know, I'm Jesus, I'm this, I'm that. No, he quoted Scripture. So when tempted, we need to rely on the Word of God. And if we encounter some type of supernatural experience, we need to evaluate it in the light of what the Word of God has to say. Jesus recognized these things were supernatural, but he also recognized that the devil was the one that was causing this encounter. And so the temptation of Jesus, he was able to overcome the devil. But it says in verse 13, when the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until 
an opportune time. And the indication is from that verse that Jesus continued to endure temptation for the rest of his life, perhaps even from the cross. And so the devil is not finished with me. He's not finished with you. All of us who are on this side of the grave have to suffer with the wiles of the devil. But we don't have to succumb to temptation. Jesus has shown us the way to overcome the devil. We resist him by the word of God. And uh, just as in the case of Christ, he resisted him three times and the devil left him for a while until another time. And then he came back. So you and I are also to resist the devil. And the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. He won't stay away forever, but he will leave when you resist him. Jesus was rejected in his hometown of Nazareth. They questioned who he was. They said, isn't this Joseph's son and so forth? And Jesus said, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. But the people were furious with him. In verse 28, it says, all the people in the synagogue were furious. They got up, they drove Jesus out of town, and they took him to the brow of a hill on which the town was built in order to throw him off the cliff. Now, these were the people who had known him since he was a little boy. This was his hometown. It was probably a small town, but he was despised. He was rejected. He was driven out of town, and they wanted to actually kill him, throw him off of a cliff. Imagine this. Imagine how this hurt Jesus. Now, I remembered the prophetic words of the prophet Isaiah concerning the suffering servant who was to come. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hid their faces. He was despised as we held him in low esteem. And so this was referring to Jesus. Imagine how it hurt him. It wasn't just the cross that hurt him. The rejection of the people that he loved the most hurt him tremendously. And later, of course, he had to endure the cross. But even while enduring the cross, the people rejected him. They didn't receive him as the Messiah. In verse 4, it says, Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds or by his stripes were healed. So, friends, Jesus has borne our griefs. Jesus knows what it's like to have grief. But Jesus came so that we could give our grief to him. Today, I want to encourage you, give your grief to Jesus. Maybe you're in mourning over some family member you've lost, some horrible situation, some situation of rejection. Whatever the grief is, Jesus died to carry your grief for you, friend. Give your grief to Jesus. And Jesus carried our sorrows. We're able to give our sorrows and our regrets to Jesus. He died to carry our sorrows and our regrets. So today, give your sorrows and regrets to Jesus. And Jesus was wounded for our sins and our iniquities. He died so that we could give our sins to him. He died to carry our sins on the cross so that we wouldn't have to carry them ourselves. And finally, he died to set us free from sickness and disease. Lord, I pray for the listeners today. Those that are grieving, Lord, I pray that they would give their grief to you, Jesus. May you carry their grief for them. And Lord, those who are in sorrow today, may they give their sorrows to you, Jesus. We know that you died to carry our sorrows for us. Lord, and those who are still trapped in their sins, may they give their sins to you today, Jesus. You were wounded for our sins and our transgressions. Lord, carry our sins on your cross. 
Carry our sins far away from us and heal our broken hearts. Heal our sick bodies and our wounded spirits today and every day. Lord, I bring you the listening audience and I bring you myself. Lord, you died to set us free from all of these things, to renew us and restore us, to make us every bit whole. We receive the victory of your cross this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.